Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to The Picks. The Picks, are we going to have any picks? But it's all thanks to Bluebet, a cheeky little bluey. Sam Edmund with you again on a Thursday afternoon. What a great pleasure it is to look across at this man, the dual North Melbourne Premiership uh, player, the bolter from the back line, David King. Welcome, Kingy. Good afternoon, Sammy. You make me laugh. You're, you are so... <laughs> We've been giggling a little so bit. unorganised waltzing in here, well, the pair of us. We, we got a shock this afternoon. Well, you got a shock. I got a shock. I gave you the shock. <laughs> Why is that? Well, the information at the end of last week's show was there wasn't going to be a game this weekend, so why would you have a show? <laughs> I thought that was completely logical. I received a different set of information. That well, what was time, when did you get this? There is a show, and when I text oh, you, when I text <laughs> you this afternoon to say, "G'day, David. How you going? See you in the studio." You responded with, "What? <laughs> we're on." And then when I called you five minutes later, <laughs> I said, where, "Where are you?" If you're going to stitch me up like this, I'll tell you what the real text you sent me was. I said, "Where are you?" And you said, "I'm, I'm, I'm on the way. I'm on the way." <laughs> Straight down Bell Street, all lights are green. No Bell Street, but uh, that does sound like the ring with Nissan, doesn't it? Hey? <laughs> actually, I better not go with that. They want to be happy with the speed. No. As I say, it's the picks. Uh, great to have you company. Great to have you company again on Thursday. Sam Edmund, David King with you up until 7 o'clock. All thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly, David. It is a strange weekend coming though, isn't it? How are you coping with the two-week uh, sabbatical? I, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Jarring, isn't it? Do we do we lose a little bit of momentum? A little bit. Do you feel like it's hit the... I think, look, obviously they've done it for a reason. Um, It was the safety net that uh, was thrown forward from the pre-finals buy, but now we don't need it. But they've been wedded to it. So we're we're running the gauntlet too, mind you. And we'll hear from Gil McLaughlin a little bit later on. But he did speak today about a whole range of issues. One of them was the doomsday scenario. Should we get a case in Perth next week? I don't know if there's been some sort of assurance from the Premier, Mark McGowan over there, or what the situation is, but... He wouldn't talk about a plan B today, Gil, other than to say he was just really looking forward to the game. Everything will be right. Nothing to see here, Kingy. Well, would we have been better off just keep on rolling yeah. on? Or if it's going to be like this permanently, let's put some some bells and whistles on the yeah. – let's put some decorations on the tree. If we're going to have no grand final, let's perhaps get around it in other ways. And so we've got the Brownlow on Sunday. If, if this were to be the uh, a planned – by, we would have the awards week this week, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think you just Paul pack Australia it with as many things as you can do. Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah. The, the winner is Cindy. Yes. 
an Olympic announcement too, possibly. Yes. Um, so how about tonight, King? Given we don't have a grand final to look forward to in a couple of days' time, mm-hmm. we run an, uh, an advanced grand final preview, if you like. I'm interested in best hands. Like if if Luke Beveridge and Simon Goodwin are, are sat across from each other at the poker table like they will uh, the following Saturday twilight, yeah. what does their best hand look like? So you guarantee they get everything hand. works for them. Everything works for them. Oof. They've got the royal flush, if you like. What is it? What are their strengths and what are that? What can they bring to the table to uh, to upset the other? And then I said we don't have anything to pick, but we do. We've got the Brownlow <laughs> on Sunday night. 100%. The Mecca. I'm looking forward to the Brownlow. I must say that. The Brownlow is one of the great nights. So much suspense. There's always a twist and a turn. Someone gets votes when they shouldn't. Someone misses out when they should get a three. So normally we're a closed shop here on the picks, but... If I can get the phone box here to work and see who's calling in, we'll throw it open, okay? We've got a couple of technical issues here, King. Yeah. We'll throw it open, if you like. We'll formulate a Brownlow market. Hey, we could even have a – how successful has yeah. our people's multi been this year? Well, we've had one <laughs> collect this year, and it was the week that you didn't contribute. That's not that's not nice. Factual, but not nice. Um, so maybe maybe we open it up a little a bit. Hail Mary. We ha- we'll have as many legs, and we'll throw up a couple of teams and have a chat about those um, – those top two or three at the the top of the table there, top of the list. Most votes for your club, perhaps. We'll bet. drill into that. And we've got the slam dunk. Dunk McRae's going to join us shortly. So we're giving him a little bit of homework. He'll contribute to the multi as well. So if we can get uh, if we can get phone box up and running here, we'll get um, some people, if they can ring in, one three hundred seven three six seven three six or the temper text 433 So my theory, and this is the little, we, we did this uh, in quite, with quite speed before, but my theory is that the supporters, say, say the say the Collingwood supporters, they've 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 watched their team every week and they've analysed and they've projected about where Degoe's going to vote or where Adams is going to vote. He's, Jack Crisp had a fantastic first half of the season. Who, who who would they be selecting? Who would they? And when we get some feedback, we'll throw them in. So we might have we might have eight or nine legs tonight. Jared Waitley went with a a nine legger today with his Brownlow multi. Can we beat that? Well, let's just get it. Phone box is fired up. Beautiful. It has come to life. It is a sign. La la. So I was on fire. Let's get some interaction, hey. As Love I say, it. we're normally a closed shop. Let's get no, it cracking. Hey, John's rung in. Speak of the devil. Taylor's uh, Lakes on the phone box. Uh, he's got a thought on the Brownlow before we get into the news of the day and the week. How you doing, Johnny? Welcome. G'day, Sam. G'day, Kingy. How you going, boys? Yeah, we're well. Good, so you got a thought on the, uh, I guess, the timing of uh, Footy's biggest individual award. Yeah, I'm just thinking um, the Brownlow, as we know, it goes normally on a Monday night. It's a work night, and we have to stay up very late. I love the Brownlow. I don't miss it. I'll watch it till the end. But why can't we have it as a highlight on a Saturday night this weekend where you could have a few beers? Um, Get on the beers. What's Brownlow? Sorry? Sorry, that was the Premier. Carry on. Just the Premier getting you on the beers. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, right, and you could sleep in on Sunday morning. Sunday night, you, you're up till bloody midnight watching the Brownlow. Yes. You've got to get up and go to work Sunday. No jokes, Johnny. Before we came on air, David King was singing from the exact same hymn sheet. This is music to his ears. You, you said Friday night, Saturday night, same difference. Friday. I reckon Friday's a fantastic time to have it. Big start to the weekend. Everyone will be looking forward to it. Everyone's locked in anyway. There's nothing happening. Yeah. No one's going anywhere. So... Why not put it on a Friday night so we're ready to roll and you could 
yeah, really enjoy it and revel in it for the weekend rather than having to Fantastic. limp your way to work on the Monday. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, good call, Johnny. Um, it's I not like a bad Johnny. point either. Right, so some of the news of the day. In fact, news just you, as we you were didn't coming. give me the same love you gave, Johnny. No. But you clipped me hard. Yeah, I didn't clip you hard. You did say, oh, it's a big ratings event and it's on a Sunday <laughs> night and it's right through the roof and you want to put it on a Friday when people got things on. Is that how I talk? Their minds are elsewhere. <laughs> right, anyway, thanks for the call, John. Um, <laughs> forward Tom McDonald. What a difference a year makes. He's just signed a two-year deal to stay on at Melbourne. This time last year, they couldn't get him out of the joint. Two-yearer. Yeah, they couldn't get him out of the joint. He was forced to stay on a, on a pretty uh, good wage after an underperforming season. But, geez, he stripped the weight, got back to that uh, mobility, uh, the up and back, and has had a real impact this year. So he's put pen to paper on a two-year deal that takes him uh, through to 2024 at Melbourne. Any, idea, all worked out. On, any idea on finance? I don't have any idea on finance, no. But I'm wrapped for him because, uh, as I say, it's been a fair old roller coaster for Tom McDonald, and he's going to find himself in a grand final. In, uh... I just won 250000 <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> a week and a half time. Rod's on fire tonight. Hey, uh, Brad Scott, he's joined the AFL under a widespread restructure of the league's football department. He was linked to the Carlton coaching position, your mate, uh, Kingy, but he's going to move to AFL House in the newly created role of general manager football. Speaking of North Melbourne, the uh, former head of football operations at the Kangaroos, Laura Kane, has been appointed general manager competition management, and they'll both report to Andrew Dillon, who uh, has been the fill-in executive general manager of football. That will become permanent under a revised portfolio that includes football operations, legal and integrity. So a big restructure there, but Brad Scott has taken the job. We all suspected he might have, and he's moved across from AFL Victoria. So, so just inform me on the job that Steve Hocking had versus the job that Brad's taking. What What are the fundamental differences? What's the key? Well, it's been split up, basically, is the simplest way to put it. Uh, Steve Hocking spoke on upon his exit saying he was just simply cooked. Four years in that job, it was all-encompassing, all-involving. Uh, he's on the record as saying it was probably too much. Well, they've sought to restructure that. So each of those three will have their own different uh, portfolios. But Brad Scott, from memory, I think he's looking after tribunal. He's looking after umpires. He's looking umpires. after... Umpires. Yeah, umpires. That's, that's interesting. He got a fine back in the day, oh, didn't he? Got a severe fine. A, ba- a big one. Yeah. Was yeah. that when he got some bad information around... Um, <laughs> Lindsay Thomas. Lindsay Thomas. The umpires. He was. T- I think he was told that an umpire said to a player that we're not paying free kicks to him or something to that effect. Yeah. Off the text, Hocking was ruined. He was, and he's about to be the. Uh, he's got some big decisions to make down at Geelong, though, as the incoming CEO for Brian Cook down there. Brad Scott did speak today. Of course, lots of people wondering, well, where does the game go from here? Given he has the keys now, he spoke around potential rule changes. Steve Hocking's. Um, he's going to leave a lasting legacy um, on the game. I think the game looks looks fantastic. I think everyone would agree that the standard of footy this year has been exceptional. And um, you know, my, my personal view, um, without having started in the role yet, is that that Steve Hocking's done a lot of the heavy lifting and he's instituted a lot of lot of change, which probably needs some time to to be consolidated before we look at, at further tweaks. But that's not to say that you know we're always you know watching and, and need to stay ahead of. Of, of the game and making sure that you know it's a really compelling product. <laughs> What's that noise? <laughs> Is that welding? That yeah. Well, the first thing that he will do because we know he's not a fan of the roof opening <laughs> at Marvel. He's up there now Don't welding. You remember it? That, he's <laughs> welding it shut. Yeah, it'll never open again. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember the, when he went off? 
Is he it Why is the roof open? Graham's his name. I can't think of his surname. Gra- the AFL official gave him a hammering. <laughs> I think he was five or six goals up against his brother one, one game at uh, Marvel there. And the rain come in and the Kangas lost the game and he abused the guy for having the roof open. I like that. So people are talking about whether the stand rule is going to remain a protected zone. It's probably going to be, is the roof going to be welded shut permanently for Brad Scott? Am, am I going to have to worry about him running through me again or not? Reckoning a light week is he? Oh, is he? Have to turn around this time. You broken bread, you too? Nah, what's the point? He knows how I feel, and I'm pretty sure I know how he feels. So he's in a real position of influence here as well. So um, you might you might find yourself having a bit more to do with him than what you were at AFL Vic. No, what, no? what am I going to do with? Oh, him? I don't know. So he's in charge of the umpires. You've got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in charge of the umpires. That's one of the uh, the I've, MRO. Yep. And uh, there's, a, there's five or six bullet points. I haven't got them in front of they're me. They're the big, they're the big yeah. ticket items to correct in the off season, aren't they? I'll pull them up while uh, while we speak. So but, the um, MRO, do you think the MRO will stay as a one person operation? Uh, because it's a tough job. In terms of Chriso doing it, just, just Chriso. Does he need? Do, do you need to have two or three people there to to sort of spread the pain? If well, you like? Steve Hocking did do it with him. I mean, his job was to go through the games, but it was done in consultation. So. Um, Brad Scott's portfolio, umpiring, talent pathway. So Tristan Salter makes way there. So that's NAB League Academies, diversity programs, second tier, the like. Game analysis, which is a big one. List management, MRO, tribunal and the ARC, uh, competition committee and player education. So I suppose, as you say, the big ones there are the uh, MRO, the tribunal, uh, the umpires as well, and uh, the talent pathways, which has had its challenges, obviously, in light of COVID that a lot of um, in club land, they were most unhappy with some of the changes that were made. It'll be interesting to see what happens because Brad's been, and Chris, to, to, to throw a couple in there, Alistair Clarkson, the same, they've been extremely vocal on parts of the game for years. So I wonder, I wonder how, how he'll go with some of the statements that he's made in the previous three to four years as to whether that'll institute some change. It'd be very interesting to watch. I won't read that text out, but I'll read this one out. Mark is uh, texting, did the maths, this is regarding the Brownlow, which we'll break down a little bit later, did the maths on Cam Guthrie definitely worth a top 10 bet? Oh, I go. have him getting over 25 votes. If he's someone who attracts votes, and if Menegola isn't, as not many others to take votes off him based on stats alone. That's from Macca up in Avoca. Well, I'm going to put Macca in our multi. He's going in. For Cam Guthrie? Macca. Good on you, Macca. Avoca. Now, do I'll Scribble have to get his down. number off the text uh, there. We can get that. Uh, so he's got Cam Guthrie to get the most votes for the Cats. Okay. He's in. Macca, you're in. So um, should we be, well, so when, normally, when we're successful, we'll let you know. Normally we have a four-legger. There's no rules today. This could be a, this, <laughs> this could, could be huge. This could be huge. And they'll split the cash. Well, I know you've got Jared's uh, nine-legger inside as well, yeah. so we need to work quickly. Hey, Bridie O'Donnell has quit as Collingwood director. Gee whiz, what about this, Kingy? Four months after her elevation to the Pies board came with doubts over her eligibility. Maybe also who she bagged for as well. Uh, but this a sudden resignation comes after a, another Instagram post from the weekend in which she was cheering on the Western Bulldogs, something that <laughs> former President Eddie Maguire last night described as ill-advised. So uh, Collingwood said uh, Dr O'Donnell was leaving to focus on her career with Victoria's Department of Health. But regardless, I suppose another messy chapter in this messy saga that is the Pies boardroom battle. So... The former club lawyer, Francis Galbally, is looking to spill the entire board still. And the wannabe president, Jeff Brown, is still gunning for a seat on it, Kingy. So never a dull moment at Collingwood. Been a successful position that they've filled there, hasn't it? It's been a hoot. <laughs> That's been a mess since minute one, hasn't it? It has been. Yeah, it There's, has been. The, the, so who's, whose decision was it to go down that path? And surely that person 
Comes under a fair bit of heat. Is that Mark Corder? I think it's Mark Corder. It's the president. Tasmanian government has rolled over the contracts belonging to Hawthorne and North Melbourne. So footy will be played in Tassie next year. Peter Gutwin uh, announced that in Parliament this morning. Kingy, so the Hawks will play their four games in Launceston. The Roos, their four games in Hobart. It's worth around $8 million bucks combined to the two clubs. Uh, we know that Premier Gutwin had refused to budge on those deals until a timeline was set for a decision on a Tasmanian AFL team. He has that now. It'll be made by the AFL uh, by early next year. So he's rolled over the contracts for one more. So good news for the footy fans of Tasmania because didn't they get behind the game this year and the two finals down there as well? Magnificent. Yeah, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. I think they've, they've, they've made their their point known. Everyone's well aware of how serious they are now as, a, as an entity. And I, I think that's it's great. It's really good. And let, let's, get, let's get an answer for them. I don't know when, it, when it's, whether it's likely to come in the next five to 10 years, but you'd hope that they, um, that they get an answer. It might not be the one they want, but, it, but if it is, terrific. Get organised. But keep footy down there in the meantime. I mean, it, I know it's a big spend, and I get that they're not their own teams in terms of Hawthorne and the Kangaroos, but you've still got to present football in front of those kids. They've still got to see it. They've still got to have it as part of their week if they're to, to aspire to becoming AFL players. And mm. the, the pathway is – I remember – Back at the start of the early 2000s, there were so many gun kids coming from Tasmania. Yeah. We sort of haven't had that volume of recent times. Um, so hopefully we can get that going again as well. Indeed. Uh, speaking of getting things going, this man's always going at this time. We love having him oh, on. Yeah. Slam, Duncan, McRae. And he joins us all thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same-game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today and gamble responsibly. We're going to have an early look at the grand final market and the Brownlow as well with the Slammer. Welcome, Slammer. Yeah, good evening, Kingy Sammy. I'm well, thanks, boys. You must be pumped up. Brownlow nearly here. Grand final sold out. We're just stuck in lockdown. But, boys, so we'll be watching from afar. Well, we're running a bit of an organic Brownlow multi here, yes. if uh, you like, uh, Dunk. And um, we're just going to let it flow and see where we get to. Tell us what the market's looking like for the Brownlow. Perhaps um, for, the, for the win. Let's start with that at the moment. Yeah, Ollie Wines is a favourite, boys, at 3.15, 3.60 for Clayton Oliver. Marcus Bontempelli, 4.25. He was favourite for most of the year, pretty short too. Jack Steele at 6.50. Christian Batraka at $15. I know Kingy liked him. I had a little peanut on myself after he tipped it to me. And Sam Walsh and Darcy Parrish at $23, boys. So all the money at the top of the market for Ollie Wines and Clayton Oliver. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah, well, we're going to go a little bit lateral today, Slam Dunk. We're looking for each club has obviously a handful of representatives. We're looking for the top polar from those clubs. Have you got a club in mind or a player in mind that you can fatten the multi for us? Boys, I'm going to stick with the grand finalists. What a year they've had the Bulldogs. I'm going to go Tom Libertore at $2.80. He's a great player, got a great name and a great mo. So I think he'd stand out for those umpires. So I'm going two dollars eighty for Tom Liblatora. Don't mind that. That's a shrewd <laughs> league of the multi, I reckon, Kingy. What are yeah. your thoughts? Now, Dunk, I just want you to keep a close eye on Libber because on his left calf, he's got a tattoo that's been uh, replicated or, or, or what would you call it, mimicked off a uh, off a photo of one of his best mates when he was his best mate was in uh, was in in England. I think it was in London. And he he was missing him, so he got the he got a he got his head put on his calf. There you go. There you go. Oh, now he runs the he runs the Ascot. I think that's the Vale Hotel. Very nice piece of. Any trivia. reason it was on the calf? King. Well, I think he was trying to hide him when he when he when he could he could hide him, and when he didn't want to hide him he could unveil him. 
It depends how the relationship was going. Hey, Dunk, give us a look at the grand final market, if you will. Obviously, more than a week out still. Uh, I think it's the the one that we perhaps wanted. Uh, not offending uh, Geelong supporters there or Port Adelaide supporters, but two best teams for the majority of the year. What's the market looking like? Yeah, the Demons are favourite boys with Bluebet in the head-to-head. Dollar sixty-five, two twenty-five for the Bulldogs. They're actually in from two thirty, but good money for Melbourne at the minus seven and a half. That's a dollar eighty-five plus seven and a half for the Bulldogs. So uh, I think that market will pretty much stay solid. But the D's will go into uh, what is it? How many years, Kingy? Since thirty-nine, is it? No, nah, more than that. Sixty-four was their last premiership. Yeah. He's all close, so uh, <laughs> obviously uh, the D's, you know, pumped up for a big game, and they'll start favourite hey. to win the flag. Go D's! Before you before you get going, how are we sitting with the Melbourne Storm? Are we still confident with the Storm now that Parramatta have lost their way? Of, uh, sorry, Penrith have lost their way a fraction. Well, I'm a big Bunnies fan, boys, so uh, oh. I hopefully meet you there. We haven't beat the Storm in ten years, so uh, that's pretty good for us. But they, they've got the week off. They've been the best team for the last twenty years. They're $2.30 to win the competition. Penrith's on their side of the draw now. Better get through Parramatta and uh, Storm, definitely the favourites, boys, and they'll be hard to beat. And, Dunk, we love a crack on the Norm Smith medal here. Yeah. Uh, it's a tradition. Um, what's the uh, market looking like for best on ground in the grand final Saturday week? Yeah, boys, well, the Norm Smith, it is Christian Petrarca. He's the favourite at $6. Clayton Oliver at 7 Maxie Gorn at 8 along mm. with Bontempelli. Then we got to $15.00 for Bailey Smith and my man Thomas Liberatore, $21. So uh, there's the Norm Smith, boys. 20 bucks. That's nice. Yeah, it is. Beautifully done, Slammer. Great to uh, talk to you again. Uh, we can't wait. The countdown's on and you're joining us all thanks to Bluebet. Bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today. Gamble responsibly. Have yourself a good evening, mate. Take care, boys. Take care. Thank you. Duncan McRae there from the cheeky little bluey joining us. Uh, Kingy and Marine Fitzroy's just texting. Kingy just loved... Uh, having so much of your analysis this year as a Pies fan, it's Maynard or Crisp for most votes oh. for me. Crispy or Maynard? Who do you think? Um, Crispy. Crispy had a good first. Well, Marie's name Maynard first. Maybe we'll see if she can clarify that. Marie, if you're still listening, you're, have, Marie. you're going to have to pick between your kids here. Give Maynard us a nomination, Marie, and we will chuck you into the multi, the organic people's multi, Brownlow edition here on the picks. So, so Duncan McRae has gone with Libba. That, that's without Bontempelli and McRae in the running. So it's without those two. Ah, uh, yes. So we just had to nominate that. Okay. Bailey Smith. Libba. Oh. Bailey Smith. Libba, 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 Libba. <laughs> so Bailey Smith was favourite, but Libba, 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 right, right behind him. Well, we'll take a break. There's a text just coming on Callum Coleman-Jones, who's headed to your old club, King. We might talk about in a minute. You're listening to The Pick. Sam Edmund, David King, stay with us. Back with more after this. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, yes, our people's multi-David King Brownlow style just taking ominous shape. I think it's going to be big. Uh, Dwayne is texting from Oregon. Luke Parker from the Swans needs to factor into the multi. Get him down if you can, Kingy. Luke's texting. I think Aaron Hall can storm home with uh, three-vote games at the back end and Pip Ben Cunnington. Um, So you can jot that one down. That's from Luke in Melton. And Marie in Fitzroy, we've done. We haven't even got to our predictions yet. Uh, well, Marie's going to have to come back to me with narrowing the focus. Okay. She's Can't gone Maynard or Crisp. We need we're a. not hedging. We just need it straight up. Thanks, Marie. If only it were that simple. Yeah. So we're putting together a big uh, multi here. Our, what's our contribution to the multi financially? Uh, 
Well, our friends from Balubet are throwing in a couple of hundred. Oh, and solid. So I haven't factored in the last one, Luke from Melton, you just gave me. Uh, Who did he put in? He's gone for Aaron Hall, storming home. Aaron Hall. I haven't got Aaron Hall in yet. I'm just going to tidy up the book. So five I'm, legs are up to $18 already. Now, I personally <laughs> cast my eye to the Gabba. You talked me out of this. I like Dane Zorko at 9 bucks. Third on the line of betting at the Lions. He won the best and fairest. He's a proven vote getter. He catches the eye. He had 555 disposals this year and kicked 20-odd goals, but you talked me out of that. So, that's okay. the, so you, you t- you're basically just putting that on on the record so that if it happens, you're going to pick me apart. Putting it on week. the record because it's fact. Oh, oh and God. so we've gone with Darcy Parrish, sixty, the favourite at Essendon for the most votes. Had a blinding season. So competition maybe oh from boy. Zach Merritt and then not a lot else. Maybe Jake Stringer comes home with a rush. But I'm going... Darcy Parrish for my contribution, please. Yeah. Okay, oh, Darcy. Luke's just texting. Zorko, huge value. Most votes for Brizzy. Good on you, Lucas. I'm with you. Well, Aaron Hall's $13 to get more than Ben Cunnington and Joy Simpkin. Can we put that in? I'm going to have the... I'm, You've got discretion. Yes. So I'm just going to put a question mark next to that We're one. barracking for the win here, aren't we? we? We just need a result. So the Brownlow's on Sunday night, which you're not happy with, and I think John wasn't happy with either. Um, just while you get your contribution to the multi sorted out, Hamish McLaughlin was on with Jared Waitley this morning, and he talked through how Brownlow Medal Night is going to look. So the function that is at Optus Stadium will have a palladium-like feel to it, and that'll be hosted by Basil Zemplis over there to a live audience. Within Optus Stadium, you've then got the two grand final teams in separate rooms... <laughs> It can't go into uh, Optus Stadium, uh, the main function at Optus Stadium. You've then got an opportunity, and it's not settled yet, that if the winner comes from the Bulldogs or Melbourne, do they then go into the main room to get the medal uh, or not? Still to be decided. (laughs) Adelaide has a function. Sydney can't because they're in complete lockdown. Melbourne, which is where I'll be, will be in that sort of Olympic-style Friday night football set with... I think there are eight players. All of the um, players that are favoured to do well will be with me. The mark of the year and the goal of the year will be decided uh, that night. And depending on the where, where the winner is, we'll cross to them. Uh, it's got some complications to it. Yes. There's a reliance on technology. There you go. That was wow. Hamish McLaughlin with uh, Jared Waitley this morning. So it's going to be different and not the first time we've said that. So, Kingy, who do you like? Who's your, who's your contribution? Well, I've been talked into one. Um, so if you look at Carlton without Sam Walsh, okay, so Walsh is going to scoop scoop the pool. Every game they win this year, he's getting three votes. So it's basically a choice of three. Harry Mackay, Ed Kernow or Paddy Cripps. I'm going with Big Harry. $2.40, I think he's a good bet. Mm. Coleman Har- medalist. Big Harry for me because his big games are big. He's got, he may only need to get seven or eight votes to come second at Carlton. Mm. So that that's enough for me. If he pinches a couple of three voters, I think he kicked a seven this year. He kicked a five. Yep. Um, so that might be enough to get him to five or six votes to, in isolation in those two games. So that's my contribution. H. McKay without Sam Walsh. Let's let it build, shall we? Uh, keep your text coming through. Make sure you leave your name so we know who we're putting uh, your contribution behind. Make sure you leave your name and um, we'll chuck you in. Kingy's discretion into the People's Multi Brownlow edition. We'll break down the grand final a little bit later as well, but got a text in here. Hi, guys. Just wondering what you think it will cost North Melbourne oh. to get Callum Coleman-Jones across the line in regards to draft picks Etc. This shapes, I would argue, was a pretty big coup, Kingy. Not 
because of what Callum Coleman-Jones could become, but because here is a contending side wanting to keep a player, and you've got a side like North Melbourne who are starting again who have managed to get him out of there. I think it's big. Yeah. doesn't happen every day. Well, how would you – what's your sell? Okay, so there's, there's clubs, say the Gold Coast versus Opportunity. North Just opportunity. Well, he's got it, opportunity where he is. It, it, no, well, does he? No, he doesn't. Well, he's, what's he played? He's played nine games in four years. He's got no opportunity, and he's got Ivan Soldo coming back from injury. He's got Toby Nankervis going nowhere. He's got mm. Tom Lynch going nowhere. He's got Jack Rewald, who's re-signed. But Goldstein, what, what about Todd? Well, Goldstein's 33 years of age, definitely okay. close to the end and the beginning. So if you're going to compare Gold Coast, as you mentioned, Jared Witts, four years his junior, and yeah. a co-captain, I think, as well. So perhaps you're just looking at it, planning for the future and thinking, the offer's good, it's four years, the money's reasonable without, I don't think, being stupid. Um from a North Melbourne perspective, and I'm going to be playing. So, All right, so just entertain this for a sec. So does this have any ramifications for Todd Goldstein? Do they offer him up? So say they offer, they say to Geelong or another club that's right on the edge without a ruckman. He's been so loyal. I'm just, throwing, I'm just asking the question. It's funny you mentioned Geelong because, you know, they, they did come for him mm. last year or the year before. Maybe and the year and before. it's the role they have never been able to fill. And it was a big offer too. I reckon it was a four-year offer at Geelong, and uh, he turned it down. He stayed loyal, so I can't see him going. He can play forward, Todd. I, I think. He Do you think he could move? If, yeah, with I think Callum he, coming yeah, across, playing forward, give give Larky a bit of a chop out, another tall target down there. And he did some things this year, Goldie, where he, he actually surprises a couple. I'm not saying he's going to go forward and kick forty plus goals. He's not. But that's not where the kangaroos are at anyway. So maybe just do everything you can to get CCJ, offer him the number one ruck role. Is that what you, Yeah. So maybe just spitballing, they've said to him, you come across, you're going to play every week, but you're going to play ruck more often than not. We're going to sort of wax and wane with Goldie, but he'll primarily play forward. It's your, you're the big banana. Yeah, I think so. I, sometimes you've got to, at this stage of your rebuild, you've got to give a bit. You've got to give a bit to get something. So... You know, clearly it's a, it's a good financial deal. It's a four-year deal, so there's some, some, some security for the player. If you're going to leave a club that's going to be a contender, you need, you need to ensure that, you're, one, that you're actually playing. Yeah. Give this kid a chance to go and make a name for himself. Well, where do you sit with Caroline Wilson saying the other night that he owes the club? I don't, there wouldn't be too many players who would owe a club with that sort of resume, as I said. Nine games, four years? I wouldn't have thought he owes them anything. And I know she was referring to the incident up on the Gold Coast last year. But, gee, nine games in four years? I mean, no guarantee that you're going to break in again next year with a contract that's good to go? I don't have any problem with that from a loyalty perspective. No, I don't think you can ask a player to stay and not play AFL football just because they made a couple of mistakes. Mm. Uh, Why do you want to give me a bit of money? Jeremy Finlayson um, could leave GWS. His uh, management uh, told the Giants, uh, going back a fair way here, Kingy, actually, a fair bit earlier in the season, that uh, he might look to move to get some more family support for uh, his little girl, his firstborn uh, child, with his partner Kelly, who's from South Australia, Port Lincoln. So he's done a medical at Port Adelaide. Not sure how he lands at Port Adelaide or whether that was just uh, the power tick in the box given in these COVID times. Jeremy Finlayson was passing through and it was easy for them to do. Plenty of medicals don't go anywhere, I suppose. Uh, he could end up in Melbourne as well. He's got some family support here, I understand. Or, as the Giants say, he could completely stay because they're not forcing him out. They want him to stay, something that uh, he and his family have to work out. Uh, Quentin Narkel, things could always change. Sounding really positive he's going to stay at Geelong, though. All the talks are progressing well there. Yeah, I know. There's been such wild speculation for two years. 
But um, I spoke what? to Ralph Carr, his manager today. He said they're well and truly um, operating in good faith. Geelong have been great. He was full of praise for them, and everything was looking positive. So if they get the deal done there, he's, he's staying. That that would be a turnaround, wouldn't it? I, I, they need to if they're going to stay, they need to play these kids. And maybe you do have to find other roles for those warriors that have been so good, like Selwood, even even Menegola and even Paddy Dangerfield at times. You know, maybe maybe protect them until the back half of the season, get some games into these kids because our friend on Twitter there, Sir Swamp Thing, he put out a, a twenty three and under games played uh, volume this year in the twenty twenty one season, and not only were they last, they were clearly last. It was like about one hundred and sixty games in total put into the 23-year-old and under um, bracket. So you've got to find out. Yeah. Like you've absolutely got to wring the rag dry on what these guys have got, find out where they can play. Are they are they a midfielder? Are they a forward flanker? Are they a back flanker? Can you maximise those early picks that you've invested in? Like Jordan Clark's a fascination for me. I don't know. I don't know if he's a, a, a an AFL player or not. I really don't. I don't know if he's a potential to, to become a star because you just don't see him for long periods in, in terms of four to five weeks in a row, and you don't see him in one position locked down for, for a full game. Let's continue this discussion after the break. Love your feedback as well. Keep the text coming through on the Temper text machine. Temper, a mattress like no other. 0433 It's great to have your company here on the picks, and it's all made possible by our great friends at Bluebet. You can bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. On SEN. The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, yes. Welcome back. I'm up and about. I didn't fall for it again, Kingy. That's two weeks in a row for me. The old double uh, intro back from the ad break. Uh, Looking forward to getting your early thoughts on the grand final and uh, if this is a game of poker between the two coaches and they've got their best hands, how it sort of looks. But Frog's called in from Spotswood. Great to have him on the line. I think he wants to talk Kangas. G'day, Frog. G'day, boys. What do they call you, Frog? Um, uh, well, it's a long story, Kingy. Oh, okay. um, I've been called it a long time, but anyway. Fair enough. Um, oh, since he was a... Yeah, anyway, keep going. Um, Tadpole. Yeah. We've got that Ed, Edwards as well, haven't we? From the yeah. yeah, the mid-year tr- uh, selection, the mid-year acquisition, who they th- they said was a, probably a top 15 pick. Is that right, Sam? Top 10, top I believe 15? that was the male at the yeah. time. Jake, is it Jake Edwards? Jake Edwards. Yeah, Ruckman, left footer. Did a couple of things. I saw him steer a couple of goals through late in one of the early practice match games to win them the game. So that he's shown he's shown a little bit. Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, we're playing finals next we're playing finals next year, Kingy. Are we? Jeez. Yeah we are. Well that would be ahead of time, Frog. I mean <laughs> Love your optimism, yeah. Frog. What do you think Say of Ca- what do you think of Callum Coleman Jones uh, coming across? I think it's fantastic. I reckon we just needed that uh third third tier. We've um we've got Zuha and Lucky, the Suva and uh Yep, that's going to be a great addition. Yep. Well, we know. Uh, I saw this online. You're a lot more like this, King. We know. We know Callum Coleman Jones um, likes a kebab. How's he go next to a souvlaki? Next to Suva. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Can't that, take credit for that one. I'm not that clever. No, that's all right. It's still humorous. The I think if if you're going to do a, a a proper rebuild, you need to be able to steal a couple of tools from somewhere. They make such a difference. Well, they're, they're really keen on the draft, North Melbourne, which you can understand. So, one, they're going to take Jason Orn Francis at this stage. 20, they'll want to take to the draft. So they're building from the ground up, and they've got a clear path. But they're big in the free agency space. I mean, I know they had a massive crack at 
Josh Kelly, of course, and missed out. But um, I think free agency wise, they've uh, they've been pretty active. I think I don't know if Jake Kelly might have been on the radar for a time yeah. um, in the trade space. I'm monitoring Sam Weedham and Ed Richards. But um, anyway, to get Callum Coleman Jones across is, uh, is you good. Just, you just got to get one. If you can get one, it does. It just takes the pressure off the, the list build. So to have someone that potentially could replace Goldie, I don't, I don't know how good CCJ is going to be. I, I really don't. But Richmond loved him. They loved what he was able to do. I saw him play a practice match up at Wangaratta two years ago, and, and he caught everything. He took a couple of the biggest contested marks you've seen. It was forty degrees. It was he was getting around the ground beautifully. So I'm just hoping that he can he can show us what he's got. Whether it's you know an elite level player or just a very good solid AFL player, that that'll do. Yep. That'll, that'll be enough to, to help fill the, fill the pieces. A lot of people asking what the trade looks like. I mean, who knows from here? I think, uh, obviously, it's uh, they've got 38 as well, I think, the Kangaroos. They'll try to offer that. Richmond will ask for more. I mean, he's out of contract. Right, isn't it? Uh, I think so. And uh, people saying, yes, he can go to the preseason draft. I think that's not what the player or the club would want. They'll try and do a trade in good faith. But, of course, that option is open to North Melbourne to walk in there, given they've got the first pick. Any more news on Chera? Uh, no, we're waiting. Um, Carlton, obviously, in the box seat, but Melbourne have come hard as well. But we're in the darkest to what Melbourne are prepared to offer to make this trade up. And I think that's why Adam Chera hasn't nominated a club yet, because um, there's a decision to make there. Uh, right. Just uh, if he's able to make one, and Melbourne can make a trade possible with Fremantle. I so know, it's, um, I know we're backing over a couple of newsy things, but is there any information on Carlton? In the Adam Chera co- sense? The coaching sense? The coaching sense, no. No, we just, we just wait. We just wait. We know that... Uh, Michael Voss has been approached. Daniel Jean Syracuse has been uh, approached. They're well down the line. We know it's a short list. That's what Greg Williams, uh, the footy director, told us. Um, Kingsley, Voss, um, Jean Syracuse. Um, so we know that Ross Lyons said no. Who's, is Clarkson Uzi said no. in that discussion? Oh, you'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have to think so. So for, for all this, it might end up being a uh, first-time coach. They're going through the Carlton. process. As we speak, and they need a CEO as well, Kingy, given that Brian Cook has been contacted, but we've heard nothing from. Now, the grand final on Saturday week. The line, thanks to Bluebet, we heard from Dunk McRae earlier, seven and a half to the Ds, thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today and gamble responsibly. And don't forget, Kingy, I know you wouldn't, but the famous 40 Winks 40-hour sale is on right now. So a bit of an early look at this grand final. I, th- I think we're going to have a clean bill of health, which is great. All the players under an injury cloud that's one thing about the two weeks. If there was any doubt, they're going to be fine and good to go. So the Stephen Mays of the world, Latham Vandermeer, Alex Keith, etc. But everything goes right for the coaches on grand final day in terms of uh, getting their best hands and they bring their best weapons to the table. So before the actual game starts, are you making any change? No. Is Hibbard still in over and above Smith? Yes. Yes. Oh, I think so. Okay. I think they like Smith's speed. He's right. a tall. He can free up Lever a little bit. You, you can, you, you can get some luxuries in terms of what you do with Lever if you've got the extra tall down there. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that played on Charlie Cameron, so he can play on Smalls. Um, so I, I think Smith will come back in. Okay, which is devastating for the player that, that always. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a, it's yeah. a hard luck story. A bit like the dogs too. You know, yeah. Johannesson might be said, or it might be the medical sub. Um, and who do they take out of that back line to get Alex Keith back in? Any rules, or any rules on the medical sub during the grand final? Come again? Well, if you're two goals down halfway through the third and you're oh, needing a bit of run, Kingy. would you just risk the fine? No. You wouldn't? No. That's why you're not coaching? No. Well, it's not up to the coaches. It's up to the doctors. And the... their whole reputation and profession is on the line. <laughs> it's not up to the coaches. 
It's a grand final, Sam. So, well, we need to take a break, but I want this thought to marinate. We'll, we'll, we'll get a little preview of the grand final in our last segment, just how you think it might play out tactically. And if they both bring their strengths, what do you like? Gorn yeah, and like Martin. Who does go to Libba? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harms or Viney? Do the Ds focus on McRae or Bont? You know, Cody Waitman comes back in as well, a real jack in the box. So, We'll get your early scouting report on the grand final. You've got one of the shrewdest and sharpest mm-hmm. tactical minds in the business, Kingy. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll take a break. Uh, I want to see some texts coming too during the break as well. We'll read them yep. out on the other side of this. So four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper. The, yes. the multi is yes. it, is at eighteen dollars. That's a good price. Two hundred. And even if we put a line through Marie who didn't come back to us, and in it's Detroit, not too late though. She's, someone going, else would... she's going into the multi. She's she's going to share in the price. And same with Luke at Melton, who said Aaron Hall. I can't have Aaron Hall in there. I, I'm, I'm vetoing that one. But he's in the multi. Could come back to haunt you. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to take part in the multi, it's not too late. Give us, either. give us your highest uh, vote getter at any given club and your name. 0433981116 on the temper. Text machine, temper, a mattress like no other. Back with more on the picks right after this. Boy, that escalated quickly. On SEN. The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. All right, Kingy. Welcome back to The Picks. Let's have a look at this grand final just yeah. very quickly because we'll, we'll delve into it in greater detail uh, this time next week, uh, a couple of days out from the big dance. But what are you thinking here? All the questions I posed earlier. Max Gorm looms as a real threat, doesn't he? You can't stop him. I mean, he's the, he's the one threat that you really find it difficult to navigate around. So the... They're going to have to accept that he's going to win hit out. They're going to have to accept that he's going to take some contested marks behind the ball and got to limit the damage of the contested marks he takes ahead of the ball in getting into their forward line. So that's one asset that, that Simon Goodwin has that Luke Beveridge really has to struggle to curtail. Um, what do you do with, in terms of tagging, do you tag Bontempelli? Do you try and tag McRae? Do you go with what you know in tagging and, Libba? And who does it? Harms? Harms to Libba is the logical one, but... Yeah, McRae and Bonzapelli were huge last time they played. Even the small wall. I love what Caleb Daniels does in terms of roaming around behind the footy. You just like saying small wall. You never know whether he's half forward or half back or playing in a mid, in a midfield role. He, he he and Salem are very similar players. So maybe there's an option to have a run with a half forward type or someone that's ready to pounce on those guys once uh, their team gets the ball or the opposition gets the ball. So... That, that would be what I was doing. I was having a quick look this afternoon prior to you calling, um, which really threw things and up. And you getting in your car and, yeah. you know, chucking it into the sixth gear. You're getting in here quick. Uh, <laughs> it's got a, got a funny sort of sound that the <laughs> ring would miss. And it? Sounds a lot like old... a Ferrari at Monza. <laughs> yeah. So from round 19 onwards, 18 of Melbourne players have played all games. So they, so they've, they've pretty much had a settled lineup. The Dogs, in the same period, they've played the extra game. They've only had 11 players play all games. So I do think that that's, that absolute selection lock, you're not, you're not moving the pieces. They've played a lot of football together this year. I like that. I do like that coming into the pointy end. Who's the one you can count on this week? And it's thanks to one classic lager, a beer you can count on, David. Who, who's the one? Who's the can... one thing you can count on? Well, maybe a Brownlow flavour. You had something in mind that perhaps uh, Gil McLaughlin. Yeah. Well, in the entertainment of it all, I want to pose to you an over and under. You're going to get Gil read out three votes. Melbourne. How many times is he going to say C? There's a lot of C's in Melbourne. Then pause, Melbourne. and you're not going to know whether it's Oliver, Petrarca, Salem will come in mm-hmm. there. C Judd. 
Spargo. Spargo. <laughs> if Spargo gets votes, it'll destroy the room. Um, but Salem will grab he'll grab a two-voter or a three-voter at one stage, and it could impact the C. The C. Spargo. How many times will he do the C and then the long pause? One classic lager, a lot. How many? By, by the end, a lot. I'm going to say half a dozen. I reckon it'll do more. I reckon it'll be, reckon it'll be closer to 10. One classic lager, one standard drink, and a big 500ml can. It's available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. And a big congratulations to this man, Tony, off the temper text. You've won a slab of one classic lager, a beer you can count on, available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Get Tony asked, beers. why is Bevo upset with video footage of yes. the beer-a-thon after the port game? What's his big deal? Yeah, and he wasn't happy that got out of staffer. Videoed it and, and got form, out there. A former staffer? Is he, or? No, well, it might be. He was un, do you reckon he was unhappy just the image of it or ah. not the fact that it happened? Because this is what we love the it. chemistry. This we is all the feel-good factor in clubs. Brings us closer to the, the game. connection. Local footy, that's what we do. I liked it. Yeah. You can win one year's supply, one classic lager to the beer. You can count on visit iCanWin.com.au. Kingy. They would have had a cruiser there for you. <laughs> Enjoy the week on. Don't drive as fast home as you did to get in here. And we'll see you next Thursday. Right here on the picks. Have a good night. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.